Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for <clears throat> Saturday, August the 6th, the Transfiguration of Our Lord. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the second letter of Peter, chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. 2 Peter 1, 16 through 19. And on this particular day, the day of the Transfiguration, we remember the Transfiguration of our Lord uh, on Mount Tabor. And he has his disciples with him, uh, Peter, James, and his brother John. And they uh, ascend the mountain with the Lord. And while they're there, uh, there appears uh, with uh, Jesus the two great figures of the Old Testament, Moses representing the law and Elijah representing the prophet, with Jesus standing in the middle of them. And uh, Jesus, of course, in the middle of them is also significant because Jesus is the fulfillment of the law represented by Moses because the law is perfected in Jesus, who is love. The law leads to love. We may not think of law as love, but that's exactly what it is. Because if we have an absence of law, we don't have freedom. We have chaos. We see it in our world today, don't we? Especially here in the United States, in our cities. This uh, nonsense about defund the police, decriminalize certain forms of behavior, no bail for crime, all of those things. What, it, what, what has it done? It has given us more crime, more lawlessness, less safety, more insecurity. It's exactly what happens when you take the law away. Why? Because we need law because of the reality of sin and what it does to our passions and our desires. And so we, all, we need the moral law, the law to tell us right from wrong, good from bad. Parents do their children no favor who simply allow their children to grow up without any kind of structure, with any kind of organization in their life. Uh, they simply do whatever they want. And some parents think that's wonderful. It's freeing. It's allowing them to make their own decisions. Well, is that really freedom or is that neglect? Is that a kind of abuse? Because we're asking children to make decisions for themselves that they do not have the maturity, the wisdom, the understanding, the experience to make. It's often an absence of parents rather than the maturity of children, which really deforms a child as that child grows older. The child doesn't mature. The child simply grows older. And so the great gift of uh, Almighty God in the Old Testament is the gift of the law. What other nation has received the law, the covenant, 
the Ten Commandments. None. None. But the ones chosen by God, the Israelites. And they have a responsibility to live that law and to teach it, to be an example. But law often just deals with behavior. With Jesus, there is a conversion of the inner person, the inner self. It's not simply because we have to do good. It's because we want to do good. It's not simply because we are afraid of God's punishment. It is because we desire to return to the Lord, the love that he shows us. So we see that the law is perfected in love. And so Moses, the Ten Commandments, they're not eliminated. They're perfected. We still need the Ten Commandments. They are connected with the eight Beatitudes. So Jesus, though, perfects them, does not eliminate them. And then the other side is Elijah. Elijah is the symbol of the prophets, for it is Elijah, it is Elijah who will uh, appear right before the coming of the Messiah. That's the promise and the expectation from the Old Testament. And so what do we have? We have Elijah on the other side of Jesus uh, appearing. And his appearance signals that Jesus is indeed the Messiah, the promised one, the one who will redeem, liberate the people and fulfill the covenant that had been promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob millennia ago. And so we see Jesus standing in the middle of that because he is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He is not simply a prophet. He's more than a prophet, as he, as he will say of himself. He is the fulfillment of both the law and the prophets. And a voice comes from the cloud above that's hovering over the mountain where they are. And the voice says, This is my beloved son on whom I favor rest. Listen to him, my beloved son. And son, of course, is in capital. Jesus is the second person of the Blessed Trinity who proceeds from the Father. And with the Father is adored and glorified, as we say in the Creed. And we are to listen to him. We're to listen with our whole being to what Jesus tells us. Throughout his public ministry, in the teaching of the gospel, in his actions, that's what we are called to do as being disciples of Christ, to listen with our whole being and to not grow weary and faint-hearted, not to become seduced and induced by the latest fads of culture, the latest wild stories 
about the end of the world and all of the other things that we hear floating around. We, we are to say ever, ever grounded in scripture, in the teachings of the church. That's our light in the midst of the darkness and it's not overcome. So let us today on this day of transfiguration be one with Peter, James, and John. Let us listen with our whole being to what Jesus tells us each day through the scriptures. And let us, with God's grace and courage, guided by the Holy Spirit, let us live God's great gift to us of not only being transfigured, but being transformed into the likeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.